Leonard Skinner, simple man. That means only one thing. All things Bill O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Uh, Mr. O'Reilly, sir, how are you? Good. I'm trying to pick out my Halloween costume. Um, <laughs> By the way, going Bill, you, really as, don't, uh, you, really, you really don't need one. Uh, because... No, but it's too frightening just to go as me. I don't want to scare <laughs> that, that, that's the children. True. So now, I'm going do, do as... kids go trick-or-treating to your house and stuff like that? Because they don't come to my house. Well, they don't like you. Um, but yeah, they <laughs> come true. to my house. They, I, I have a fortress, Bill. I've been to your house, like going to uh, the airport. You got TSA guys out there. Pretty much. You got, you know, that's, that's all, all true. <laughs> but I'm going. Uh, I'm trick or treating as Sean Hannity, so I got to pick out the martial <laughs> arts killed, outfit. I got to oh, get gosh. the martial arts outfit. All right. Mm-hmm. So you always talk about your children, and you declare you have urchins, correct? Correct. All right. So we have kids. What's what's worse? What was worse in the O'Reilly household? When your kids screwed up and did something stupid or when they lied about it? You know, I never hit my children ever because, you know, I was raised in a home where there yeah, was I got the crap beat out of me. Here's the question. What do the kids get yeah. in trouble more for, the lying or the, what they did? Um, the cover-up is always worse than the, uh, than the deed, as they said, in the Nixon administration. Okay. Um, but I didn't have, you know, I got to tell you, my kids didn't really misbehave that much because I'm this looming six foot four guy, and I was pretty lenient. I was all right. All this is not the that. focus of the discussion. I'm actually leading up to something. Okay, like when, I'm sorry. For Go example, ahead. when the Biden camp is either nonchalant or condescending, or they lie when they say the border, what's happening down there, is not a crisis. That's a lie to me. When they say, "Oh, we don't need to test." Uh, illegal immigrants because they're not going to be here very long that's a lie to me uh, mm-hmm. a, a flight at 2 or 4 a.m. in the morning that's not a flight in the middle of the night no that would be considered an early morning flight when yeah, they talk about the, the supply chain problem they lie and say it's a high-class problem and we know it's impacting every American that's a lie um, then they get really sarcastic and say things like well you won't get to choose 15 colors of what you want but at least you'll get one or they lecture you like Buddha judge shop earlier, or when they lie and say three point five trillion won't cost you a penny, they lecture you to shop earlier uh, in October for if you want Christmas presents on time, and the you know Jen Psaki calling it the tragedy of the treadmill that you can't get on time. I don't like being lied to, Bill, and I don't like the condescension behind these remarks because that's right, what they're now doing. Me- Allow me to go big picture on you, Hannity, okay? Yes, sir. All right, so the big picture is that the Biden administration's failures are so dramatic that they have no choice other than to deceive. They have to deceive you. Now, Saki's good at her job. She's the minister of propaganda. She's slick, articulate. Um, and does what she is told to do 100% of the time. Never goes off the reservation, as the cliche goes. But the worst for Saki, and it really hurt her credibility with Americans, not just the press, is when the questions were raised about migrant children being flown to New York City, Jacksonville, Florida, other places, and landing at two, three in the morning, and then Saki says sarcastically, well, that's not really that late. That's an early morning flight, as you just pointed out. Now, 
any person, even a fanatical supporter of Joe Biden, is going to say, why would you say something that's stupid? Because that's the word. It's just stupid. But the Biden administration is failing, and this is a key for everybody to understand, because they are so arrogant. That's the word. That usually when you have a policy that doesn't work, you reverse the policy, correct? Bill Clinton, you go a different er- direction. And in, in your Bill personal Clinton, life, right. The, you the era of big it. government is over and the end of welfare as we know it. Yeah, you try to do something. If something isn't working in your own life, you try to a new tact to make it work and to solve the problem, not the Biden administration. And it's stunning. They don't reverse anything. They double down as a cliche goes. I've used two cliches and I'm driving myself crazy. So another one is Buddha judge. I call it the Buddha judge misjudge. Okay, so Buddha judge is a secretary of transportation, a job he clearly is not capable of doing. He has no background in it. He knows nothing about transportation, nothing about supply lines, nothing about anything, doesn't think ahead, doesn't anticipate, hey, we had a lot of shutdowns on COVID the world over. It's going to be hard to ramp up to get everybody the products they need for Christmas, so maybe we deregulate instead of adding on regulations. That's what a smart Secretary of Transportation would have done, not Buttigieg, because he doesn't know anything. In addition, he takes a paternity leave. All right, he's entitled to a paternity leave. But you appoint an acting secretary while you're out for two months. Did Buttigieg do that? No. So who's minding Buttigieg? Biden? Biden doesn't even know who he is. (laughs) Biden couldn't care less. So now my lead story tonight on the No Spin News on BillOReilly.com is it's not going to be a good Christmas for Joe Biden. Because they will not correct any mistakes. They are too arrogant. And that's what we're looking at. The sad part is, is who's getting hurt the most? Now, well, let's folks. be honest, Bill. The now, folks. I, 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 the, the, as you say, the folks. You yeah. and I can afford to pay more for gas. We, we can afford the higher taxes that we'll be paying, even though it's, frankly, stealing at this point. License stealing, legal, legalized stealing. We can afford, you know, to pay the money to to do what we want to do. But I lived a good part of my adult life without money, Bill. And and I've never lost that mindset. You know, my parents grew up very, very poor. And it was a big deal to get a 50 by 100 lot Franklin Square house. And, and four kids in one bathroom, three older sisters. That's called hell on earth, Bill. Um, but, in, <laughs> but in all seriousness... The people that cannot afford his policies are the poor and the of middle course. class. They of are now they're paying, getting battered. They're getting of crushed. Crushed, and, Bill. And Saki is going to go out there and weave a tale of deception that doesn't blame her boss, Joe Biden, and it is his fault. He's the president. The supply lines, the shortages, the inflation, it's all Biden's fault because he's in charge. So I interviewed Trump last week, as you know, and I said to him, we didn't have inflation in your administration, even though you spent an enormous amount of money. And he got on the defense. So I had to do that to rebuild the military. You've heard it a million times. But then I said, listen, why didn't we have inflation? And he gave a very cogent, smart answer. He says, I kept energy down. 
the energy prices were down. And once they get unleashed, everything goes up. And that's exactly what happened under Biden. So Biden's, he's responsible. But Saki, she's going to tell you the rich people are responsible. Or let me, Trump's let me get you to go a little deeper. When he promised 13 days before he abandoned Americans in Afghanistan, that, that is a, that is a preventable crisis. He certainly could have gotten out in April, May, June, July, because they knew the Taliban were on the march. The border disaster, again, that all, all of these problems are preventable. The energy crisis is preventable because he ended energy independence that Donald Trump all I think of it was one of his didn't have to happen. You're absolutely right. And that that then therefore impacts the economy. And then, by the way, there's more people dead of covid this year than last year. Bill, how do you explain that? It's not that these problems are uh, insurmountable. They're man made problems. And the man made problem, the man who made them is Joe Biden. Now, COVID's a little bit different because that is not anybody's direct fault. Um, any human being. It well, might be but, the Chinese but, government. But, I, but wait a minute. But them. he did promise, I can play it for you. He did promise that he he would get this completely under control. That was okay, his promise. Okay, but he didn't. He didn't. So you would think that he might go another way, right? That's, that's the theme of our conversation today. Correct. When something doesn't work, you go another way. So instead of mandating all this armed forces, you got to do it now. The armed forces are going to be in chaos, right? Chicago Police Department's already in chaos. Instead of the mandates, I asked Trump about that. And, and I hope everybody listening today goes to BillOReilly.com and watches the, my interview with Donald Trump. It's very illuminating. I said, would you have mandated vaccine? He goes, no, I would have persuaded. And that's how it should have been done. Not you better take it or we're going to fire you because you can't fire people, Joe. We don't have enough workers, all right? There aren't enough truck drivers. Why? Because you decided to give the folks all this COVID money, and now they don't have to work. They don't have to get in a truck. They don't want to get in a truck. So we don't have truck drivers to get the goods to the marketplace. It's your fault. It goes back to you. But you'll never get the corporate media to report it that way. All right, quick break. More with uh, Bill O'Reilly, Simple Man, on the other side. And then we'll get to your calls. And John Rich, 800-941-SEAN, our number as we continue. It's Simple Man, Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. How does this end, Bill O'Reilly? Because I think it ends really badly. We're now at a point where I'm I'm making the comparison you know, when they say, oh, you know, this is Jen Psaki sarcastically uh, saying, oh, a treadmill problem or a high class problem or shop earlier for Christmas. Store shelves are getting empty, Bill. How does this yeah. end? It sounds like Jimmy Carter and, you know, Americans need to lower their heat, uh, their temperature, of their heater and then put on a sweater. That's what it sounds <laughs> right, like to me. I know. It ends with um, the Republican Party winning the House and the Senate next november it's only a year away and that's my calculation my calculation is this biden has a horrible christmas terrible Uh, people are furious even the people who supported him because everybody now is getting hurt personally it's not theoretical anymore and that carries over to the first three months of the year into march okay the anger that people are feeling toward the administration then the campaign starts in earnest for november 
from April to November, you have the Republicans against the Democrats. And you have the Republicans with a huge, huge amount of ammunition to say, do you really want to continue this way by electing so-and-so as a senator or a congressperson? So that's what happens, I think, unless there's a dramatic occurrence that alters the course of history. The worst part of this, Bill, is that we're now, if this mandate, if they stand, if they don't make the, the transition that you're talking about, which you're right about, um, the era of big government is over, the end of welfare as we know it. If they don't make the transition, we're going to lose thousands, tens of thousands of military personnel, thousands of teachers, thousands of police officers, thousands of nurses and, and health care workers. Bill, it is going to be an unmitigated, unprecedented disaster. It's crazy. If Biden were smart, which he is not, and he never has been, you know, I did a, I'm doing a special on Joe Biden on Thursday night. I hate to keep plugging my website, but that's where O'Reilly stuff is, as you point out. Be a special. He's never been smart. And, and he basically isn't anticipating the unintended consequences of all the people you just mentioned leaving their jobs. Who's going to fill those jobs? Who? I mean, you're, you're, you're getting thousands of military people are going to leave the service. Thousands of police officers leave the departments. Thousands of medical workers leave the hospitals. Who's going to replace them? Pete Buttigieg? You see, they're talking about the, the National Guard. That's what their latest uh, talking They don't have is. enough National Guard. I agree. All right? They just don't have. And so you would think they would be thinking it out. But nothing is thought out. Nothing. And that goes back to Biden. He has poor people in the secretary positions. He is embracing the radical left, which is destroying the country socially. What is the man doing well? Give me one thing, Hannity. One thing uh, he's doing well. Give me one. Uh, listen, I've asked this question repeatedly, Bill. I can't name one. And I'm, I you know, can't name people one used either. to ask me that question about oh, Barack Obama. Can you say one nice thing about him? I said, you know what? Him and Michelle seem like very, very good parents. That was my observation. They, they seem to really love their children. Well, and, I worked with Obama, as you know, on Brothers Keeper, which was the solution to poverty in the inner city. And I worked very closely with him on that. I personally. He asked me to do it. It's a charitable enterprise, and I did it. So Obama did some good things, um, but not, not really. I but you and I can we'll have that argument another day. Anyway, all things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Don't forget, Bill O'Reilly is going to be touring with President Trump for cities in uh, December. All that information on his website. Mr. O'Reilly, sir, thank you for being with us, Mr. Simple Man. Oh, it's fun. Thanks, Sean. and gentlemen we'd like to take a second to hear the immortal bob grant's thoughts about the world today hey uh, ladies and gentlemen it's sick and it's getting sicker now back to the sean hannity show i had 25 to the top of the hour 800 941 sean you know one of the reasons that we start with big and rich and we've changed music on the show over the years is some of these stupid people in the music industry 
We're on like how many stations now? Six seventy, six sixty-five, something. How many stations? Yeah, it's on? almost seven hundred. All right, so we're on more stations than any other show. And by the way, thanks to all of you. And we're willing to play the music of people we like. I particularly am drawn to country music. I like Christian contemporary music, too, but I'm not sure that would fit for the program because uh, I probably cuss even too much for Linda's pastor, but she's, he's used to it with her. But to be very frank, these the people then send us cease and desist letters. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And if you play more than, what is it, 30 seconds of a song, That's then right. you owe a fortune. I mean, not... We're not talking about a small amount of money. How much is it, Linda, if we get a violation? $150,000. They want 150 grand, and meanwhile, I'm promoting their music. I mean, it's so stupid. So one day, I called my friend John Rich. I say, hey, John, do you mind if we use your song uh, in the open to, our, to the radio program? Um, and he says, no, I love it. That's great. Which one? And the one you just heard, uh, coming to your city, that's the one I play. And he didn't, there was no headache, no heartache. It was just two friends talking and, and we're best friends. And, you know, he was gracious about it. it. Took two seconds. Anyway, John Rich is with us, artist, whiskey connoisseur, as we know, uh, his brand Redneck Riviera. Uh, he's also now hosting his own show on Fox Nation and also on the Fox Business Network called The Pursuit. Uh, he interviewed Charlie Daniels and what ended up being Charlie Daniels, who we love, his last interview. Listen. You know, I think he would be, I think there's songs from heaven that's yeah. still waiting for us to hear and, and, and get down and put on paper. So I got one final question sure. for you. I ask, I ask every guest on The Pursuit this question as the final question, and that would be this. How has the right to pursue happiness changed your life? It is my life. I live my life. There's so many things I enjoy. You know, I enjoy eating. You probably tell that, you know. Enjoy a good glass of wine. I enjoy hunting. I don't get the chance to do it anymore, but I love my, love my guns. I love fishing. I love being able to, if I decide today to say, hey, so let's go down to Lake Weiss and catch some grappie. And get in the car and go. Or let's go, let's fly to Australia. Get your passport. You know, let's, let's go somewhere. Let's do something. Nobody stopped me. A lot of places you couldn't do that. You couldn't go out of town you're in. You couldn't go out of state you're in. Right. Pursuit of happiness, freedom and pursuit of happiness go hand in hand together. Freedom to worship any way you want to. Freedom to go anywhere you want to, to do anything you want to, to say anything you want to, right, wrong, indifferent, whatever. People don't have to listen to you, but you got a right to say it. Mm -hmm. That's a pursuit of happiness. Being the person to reach your potential and be the person that God designed you that you could reach your potential to be. That, to me, is a pursuit of happiness. God, family, country, work. That's my four principles. Boy, that was powerful. Our buddy John Rich is with us, Big and Rich. How are you, my friend? Hey, Sean, I'm good. I'm good. Man, just listening to uh, Charlie say that again, I... What a lifetime honor that was for me to sit with him. Who knew that 19 days later he was going to pass away? And, um, you know, to have that on record, is that's that's what was on his mind and the things that you'll see in this interview tonight. That I asked him a lot of questions. And you know how Charlie was. He didn't hold back. He he didn't care. Who Charlie's got so about box, yes. Whatever. He was just going to tell you the truth, you know? 
You know, when you really think about it, this is what I think we're missing in society now. Because I give this one-minute speech on what it means to be a conservative. And if you want to hear it, I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh, it, and it's very simple. Conservatism is not complicated, but it's rooted in what Charlie said, God, faith, family, and country. And we believe in liberty. We believe in freedom. We believe in capitalism, our Constitution. Less government, limited government, lower taxes, less bureaucracy. We want choice for our kids for schools. We want law and order and safety and security in our towns and cities. Very simple stuff. Free market health care solutions that take into account pre-existing conditions. Uh, we want constitutionalists, those that believe in that document on the bench. We want, let's see, secure borders, legal immigration. We want energy independence. We had it under Donald Trump. We want free and fair trade. We want peace through strength. And that pretty much sums it up, John Rich. <laughs> It's not that friggin' complicated, if I can say it. So basically everything that's opposite of what's going on right now in the country. Pretty much. Totally opposite of everything you just said. So the way, the way I look at it, because it, it, it's not my opinion, it's what it says. It's in the Declaration of Independence. It calls it our inalienable rights, meaning they are not rights given to us by man or given to us by government. They're given to us by God himself, by the creator of mankind. And it says that those rights are life, liberty, and not the right to be happy, the right to pursue happiness. And so this show I've got to pursue, I sit people down, Sean, of all kinds of backgrounds, all different kinds of Americans who have pursued happiness. They have absorbed failure. They have dealt with, with defeat. They've dealt with disappointment. But they continue to pursue happiness, to exhaust their potential. If there was ever a human being that exhausted their potential, it is Charlie by God Daniels. And so tonight on this show, this is the first time this has ever been seen on television. That's 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, Fox Business Network. This is honestly one of, the, one of my most proud moments of my life, Sean, was to sit with Charlie Daniels and ask him these questions and learn his story. He was always a hero of mine, and he did a lot of the Freedom Concert tours with us. We raised millions and millions of dollars uh, that have now been distributed. I, I got a note over 20-some-odd million dollars to, to the children of slain soldiers for scholarships for college. Uh, he was a big part of that movement, and believe me, it was a very heavy lift. Yeah, let me go back to something you said, because your life is fascinating to me. Hanging out with you is always a trip. And I, I, if anyone had the opportunities that I've had in life to hang out and party with John Rich, I'm warning you, it's going to be a long night. You're going to reek of cigars and and some type of whiskey, even though I don't even drink whiskey. He makes me do it. He's the only person that can make me drink a shot of of redneck Riviera whiskey, for crying out loud. Anyway, and it's fun. But you said something deep and profound here. And it, by the way, the, the soul of the musician comes through in their writing and in their playing. So you have this background. Uh, you're the son of a pastor, you know, but yet you raise hell when you go out and party. I know because I've been there and you, you, there's nobody more fun to party with. And you got this this soulful side of you. And then you just said something really profound. And that is that our rights come from God. You believe, as I believe, that every human being on this earth these are called natural rights, God-given rights. I believe the word education from the Latin derivative educare means to bring forth from within. Well, what is within is what God put in you. God put in you an ability to sing. God gave me a big fat mouth. 
I wish I had the ability to sing because that looks a little bit more fun than what I'm doing. But, you know, I'm, I'm not complaining. And a lot of people, we don't understand freedom anymore. Like, for example, look at the choice that some people have made. These people are willing to give up their pensions. Policemen, teachers, nurses, military personnel. And they're willing to, they're standing on their freedom. Nobody's going to convince them at this point whether they should get the shot or not get the shot. They've made up their mind, John. And right. now we're going to fire first responding nurses and our military personnel that risk their lives for us because they, they have a personal yeah. conviction that we that maybe many disagree with? Yeah, from heroes to zeros in 12 months flat. That's exactly how they're being treated. So here's what I see in the country, Sean. I see more and more every day America being divided into two groups. And it's not along political lines, racial lines, gender lines, eco status, none of that, economy status, none of that. I see one group that believes what they're being told and one group that doesn't. That's it. I mean, ask yourself why 28% of African Americans are vaccinated. That means 72% are not. Well, a lot of those folks are not Republicans. They don't vote conservative. They, they don't agree with a lot of the things I might believe in. But they have made up their mind. I don't trust what I'm being told at this point. I want to know more about it before I make a decision that big for my life. And so the government comes in and says, no, I don't think so. Uh, you said how to define freedom. They are changing the way they're trying to anyway, the way we view freedom. They want us to believe that, free, that the government giveth and the government taketh away. In reality, our inalienable rights, it's the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. You Joe see, Biden is not God. The government it, is not this, God. It, it's this one-size-fits-all medicine that really bothers me. It's all these people, I don't care if they're Hollywood actors or radio hosts or TV hosts or or politicians in Washington, uh, you got to get the vaccine, got to get the vaccine. Well, there are people that have rare conditions that their doctors recommend they don't get it, number one. Number two, for whatever reason, there, and I think a lot of vaccine hesitancy, and I believe in science, was created by the government because they changed their mind and their and and their protocols almost on a daily basis. So I think they've created well, their own distrust here. But I'm trying to find a way that people don't lose their pensions, John. And I'm saying, well, right. if you if they're not going to get it and they made up their mind, will you at least test them every day? And then this way they can right. keep their pension and pay the bills. Well, there's a word for what they're doing for what you just described. You know what that word is, Sean? It's called coercion. It's called coercion. When you threaten people that if they don't do something, something bad's going to happen to them, so you better go do it. That's called coercion. And so you've got people saying, listen, I can't find a long-term study. I've got a friend that was vaccinated, and they caught COVID, and they died in the hospital. I don't trust Dr. Fauci. I don't, they've got a list of reasons. And as Americans, they should be allowed to have their list of reasons and make the best decision that they think. Well, wait a minute. Dr. Fauci says that without being penalized. there comes a point that you should give up your freedom for the greater good. John Rich, you didn't hear that? No, that's called communism. Yeah. One oh one, baby. That's communism. That's what that's what that means. The greater good, the community. You know, we have actual communists in this country, whether they want to declare that or not. You know, the only thing communists have ever ruled over, Sean? burning piles of destruction that's it and so if you ask yourself why are these people actively destroying our country right now on so many levels why are they doing that 
because they have to destroy it, Sean, before they can rule it. What did and you think of what Travis? What did you think of Travis Tritt's stance? That he said that I think if, Travis if they Tritt is dead on the money. You know, I, I, listen, there's a show that I let go of as well. I just didn't publicize it, but I, I cut one out too. I said, no, I'm not going to be the bait on the hook that you throw out there into the water to get country music fans to possibly do something that they don't really want to do just so they can hear me sing a country song. I will not be a part of this coercion tactic. All right, quick break. More with John Rich on the other side. Top of the hour. He is now closing in very closely on this November 2nd race against Terry McAuliffe. Virginia gubernatorial candidate Glenn uh, Youngkin will join us. And, oh, Terry had a bad day yesterday. We've got the tape straight ahead. And we continue. John Rich uh, joins us, of course, a big and rich and the host of the pursuit on FoxNation.com. You know, it, it's interesting whether you disagree or disagree. It's not even a debate anymore about vax or don't vax. It's not because they've made up their mind. And so at this point is, is there another solution that we can save people from losing their careers and their jobs and their benefits and their pensions? Uh, I'm looking at the human side. You know, I don't listen. I get a flu shot every year and people half my friends think I'm nuts. Linda thinks I'm nuts. And then uh, the other half of uh, my <laughs> friends right. think they, they do the same thing. <laughs> but you have these discussions. I don't know why people make the, de the decisions they make. But clearly, nobody's going to be able to convince them at this point, I don't believe. Everything that can be said has been said. Well, that is, that is correct. And at the end of the day, the harder the government tries to force feed people and, and, and cattle prod them into a decision that they're not comfortable with, the stiffer their necks are going to get. And this, this comes down to individual freedom. Listen, Sean, we know that vaccinated people can still catch the virus and they can still spread the virus that's been established we know these things so people take all of it into account and they make up their own decision that Listen, they but i allowed. am saying this of course they should, sean there's a million people a weekend cramming into college football stadiums and they're not wearing masks and they're not having to show vax papers and they're not having to take a pcr test before they walk in but the police have to and the nurses have to they they weren't vaccinated last year when they were out being the heroes so it's it's all nonsense and it's in its hypocrisy and it is causing major division in this country, and it's not going to end well if somebody doesn't pull the ripcord and allow people to be free again. John Rich, we appreciate you being with us. Redneck Riviera Whiskey, The Pursuit on FoxNation.com, Fox Business Network. Thank you, sir, for being with us. Charlie Daniels, your next interview, it's going to be a, a blockbuster. We appreciate you being on board. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. We'll see you tonight. Thank you.